are listening to Let Me Overthink About It, where I dive into a series of topics that occupy my anxious mind. In my final episode of season one, I'm overthinking all the things. I'm Sam Madore, overthinker extraordinaire. It is episode 30. I am here with two of my pals, Michelle McCann and Alicia Sims. What? Yep. We're doing a recap episode of all of the topics that we have over have been overthinking about for the past 29 episodes. It's crazy. Or the past 46 years. Right. Right. So I'm going to establish our voices. Of course, I'm Sam. This is Michelle McCann. Hi, everyone. This is Alicia Sims. Hello. And we've we're we're staycationing in Wolfville, Nova Scotia, and I'm forcing them to have this conversation with me on my last episode. I mean, I feel like when we agreed to come on this trip, there yeah. was a good chance we were gonna do a podcast, so it's not like blindsiding. So here we are. We're here okay. We are. We're all right. We're two uh, two bowls of Cheetos deep. That's right. Yeah, it's gonna get weird. A couple of Stellas, <laughs> a couple of glasses of wine. We're doing all right. So overthinking now. You guys have both been on my uh, podcast before, mm-hmm. Michelle. You and I over overthought about. We chatted about self employment. Mm-hmm. Alicia, you and I talked about imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's been a lot of other topics, and it's interesting because a lot of them overlap. So like, yeah. I'll be having a conversation with Danielle Kroll about trust, and then a couple of weeks later, I'm talking about courage and then a lot of the same topics come up hey mm-hmm. does that mean that we only have like three topics that we overthink about <laughs> they all just kind of intertwine absolutely not <laughs> i enjoy one episode that stuck out for me was jennifer denny's how yes. layered that episode was it was like overthinking about fashion but it became so much more and sometimes i wonder about that because i agree because the topics because like there's jennifer denny with fashion there's Catherine mcclellan with music where and Jose Bourgeois with dance, where the I wonder if the titles aren't saying enough mm-hmm. because especially with Jennifer Denny, like you said, when you hear let me overthink about fashion, we got into talking about suicidal thoughts and things that racism racism was a large part of that conversation, and so maybe that didn't help people as much to say that this is going to be an episode about fashion. I never thought of it that way because like I enjoy the podcast, so I download them and I just they play through automatically so I've never thought about oh my god now we're gonna overthink about what we're gonna call them (laughs) (laughs) oh no Uh season two begins with Sam overthinking about the title of the podcast podcast. well it's funny because every time I think I say this to every single person that like yes we the title of my podcast is let me overthink about it but I don't actually overthink about what we're going to talk about because I don't want it to seem like this like rehearsed calculated conversation so Especially even us sitting here, we're just like, let's just start. Let's just press yeah. record. Well, yeah, we were overthinking about what should we talk about? <laughs> what topics should we, like, focus on? Or do we just, like, riff and see what happens? Yeah. This is us riffing. I was going to yeah. say, at FYI, we landed on riff. Yeah. yeah. yeah totally <laughs> this riffing. could go anywhere. We're not quite sure where yet. <laughs> One of the things that uh, we were talking about before we went live was when Sarah Fleming was on and <laughs> oh my god like Sarah's were... was one of my favorites because it was the one I had the most like mm-hmm. Oprah aha moments of going I do that too and right? I was like who does that yeah 
the two people you're in a yeah. room with. <laughs> yeah. It's so awesome. And to be clear, I, I was mean, just going to say, say people don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> or maybe they do. Uh, to be clear, to clarify, um, Sarah and I, and again, this happened organically. We obviously didn't plan on talking about this. We, Sarah and I both admitted that we will look ahead in a book, in a TV show. We'll look for spoilers so that our anxiety doesn't run away with us and it helps us to kind of ease into but how do you do that in a book do you go straight to the last chapter and read that or do you go to the very last page like what what do you do well here's what i do oh and michelle you can tell us what you do after the fact with a book i always start fresh like i read it thinking i'm gonna read it in sequence and then it'll get to a point where i'm like no i need to know if say a character is still alive at the end of the book i'm just i'm not thinking about any book in particular but i'll look to the end of the book to see if i still see that person's name and like see i feel like i get that and i'm driven to know what's going on so i'm trying to read the pages faster so i can get through the story to get to what i want but i cannot fathom skipping to the last chapter to see okay that character lives okay i can go back yeah, or something yeah. like that. I was like, no, it's like, I can't, I cannot read a book after I've seen the movie. Oh. And that drives me bananas. So do you rewatch? Like, do you rewatch movies? All the time. Okay, so what's Habitual thing? rewatch. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so that's the same thing. Like, I, I don't know. I have comfort shows. Yes, me that too. That I watch because I know exactly what's going to happen. And if they happen to have an episode that is uncomfortable in some way, I know I can skip it. So I, you know, if there's a situation where somebody is really embarrassed or something like that, yes, I will know, okay, this character is going to have this moment and I really can't manage it. So oh my I'll gosh. Skip, that, uh, skip that episode. But I rewatch, especially the past year of being like kind of high stress, I rewatch so many they well, must think my mind crave, now. At Crave, they have to think that I have some problems because I fall asleep every night watching the newsroom. Every single That's night for the past show. year, I fall asleep watching the newsroom. And they're probably looking, going, she only uses her subscription for the newsroom. Buy the DVDs, Michelle. <laughs> I'm right now rewatching Outlander because I made it through like season one and two. I'm not sure if I finished three. And, uh, during the pandemic, because right before the pandemic, I had gotten the, um, I started reading the books, the Outlander books, because mm-hmm. I desperately wanted a, go- a good book to get lost in. But I was hesitant because I had already seen season one and season two. Right. I know, I never thought of that as weird until now. Now I'm like, what is my problem? Why can't, I rewatch shows and movies, like, I can't even, I can't even tell you how many movies I could probably riff the entire, like, right? script to, yeah. but I don't want to read a book after, because I know what's going to happen. Oh, that's so interesting. And I don't want to see the movie after I read a book, because movies are usually worse than the I, I do struggle with that, too, for the same reason of not wanting to know, even though I'll rewatch things I've already seen, but... I don't know. I, I, it is like that. The book is usually better. And if the movie didn't do as good a job, then I'm just pissed. I'm yeah. curious enough, though. With For me, I'd be curious enough still to watch the movie. It depends yeah. on the book. If, if I'm really it. emotionally yeah. attached to the book and I have the visions of, you know, who the characters, the characters are, are yeah. and then you realize that that's not your vision mm-hmm. or, you know, that find, kind of thing. I find that doesn't happen to me very often. Like, I don't feel like I've really seen a character and thought, guys... Who was the casting in this? Did you even read the book? <laughs> they put Russell Crowe in Les Miserables. 
Like, Fair. right? I mean, so, I, didn't, I knew nothing about this movie ever <laughs> before I watched it, though. I'm that person. Oh, no. I can't even get into that. Let me overthink about how much I hated Les Mis because of the rest of the it. <laughs> No, I knew, I knew nothing. I was not emotionally attached to that at all. Right. But similar to you, Michelle, and this is what Sarah and I were talking about, the comfort show is The Office for me, and I think that I was going to say Netflix is probably thinking I'm crazy, but my Netflix account is actually in Joey's name. So they so just think Joey, that Joey crazy. is crazy, yeah. and he's obsessed with The Office. <laughs> but there is something, and I, I think I was saying to you guys before, is that I didn't associate it with my anxiety until I really realized what I was doing. Mm-hmm. The watching of the consistently familiar show is so that I do know the end and because we're in a world where it's like hard to control things we don't have control over a lot of things but I know how that episode of The Office is going to end but see I don't ever think of rewatching like that I think of it as good background stuff because I know what's going to happen and the plot is loose you can fall asleep well exactly you don't miss anything yeah I get that familiar kind of comfort thing but not because I know how it's going to end Right. I, I never feel like I need to know how it's going to end, unless it's like some psychological thriller that I can't friggin' handle. Right. I needed to know how Dexter ended. To me, that's like, yeah, that was a big one for sure. Did you uh, think it was going to be spoiler alert? Sailing off into a hurricane no. after dropping his sister's dead body in the water. <laughs> no, I did not. And um, thanks for ruining. <laughs> thanks for making Dexter it's better like, for me. Why, if you haven't seen it by this point, the the statute of limitations out on that. Yeah, that's right. Yes. You oh, you love when people say like spoiler alert for shows that are ten years old mm. and they're just finding them now on Netflix. Like, I mean, no. fair. Like, I I suppose no one should ever talk about the end of a show because you never know if someone has just found it. So, but there is a maybe put that in your 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 caption shows notes. There if you is haven't watched Dexter, don't listen. About Dexter from 1999. No, I'm kidding. Um, so some of the other things we've overthought about, uh, a lot of them, I try to kind of tie in ways that you can help your mental health. So like there was a conversation, well, it started about fashion and that was some way for Jennifer to express herself in terms of her mental wellness. Mm-hmm. Uh, dance is another one. Music is another one. Thank Music you. has been a theme that's come up in a lot of mine because it's something that helps me with my mental yes. health. Yeah. Um, and how do you guys play into that? How, what's your relationship with music and how does that kind I of... I was just debating on whether to say this or not, but it's like, I don't have a relationship with music and I feel like a weirdo. I have, okay. like, I like music, yep. but I'm a person who I loved when Apple Music came out that I could say, I'm in the mood for, like, calm or... Um, acoustic or something like that and put on a list that was exactly what I was in the mood to listen to and I never knew who the artists were because I'm on the other side of the room working and I can't look and see who it is and it would just play I never had to think about what to put on like I have songs that I listen to that resonate with me I have like my emotional playlists but I've never music has never been a big part of my life okay that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Especially and, to you. And you're not alone. No, she's not alone because I feel the same way. Do you? Oh, my. I'm, I'm alone. You are alone. <laughs> you are. But I have I have more of the, and I think <laughs> comes with age, youth, <laughs> youth, um, <laughs> that I have my um, music I like to listen to to put me in a good mood or something. And it tends to be stuff from the 90s or the 80s or that sort of thing. I have my emotional playlists, but I can't work to music. I get very distracted when I have music on when I'm working Mm -hmm. um, because if it's not the right song, I have to go find the right song. So I listen more to, like in the car, I'm listening to CBC. In my office, I'm listening to podcasts and that sort of thing. 
So I find music more distracting than anything else. Oh, interesting. So I don't, yeah, like my, I, I get on kicks. I think last week my, my kitchen dance party was like rock set for four nights in a row, which <laughs> drives the dog crazy because I sing to her, mm-hmm. but it's rock set. It's from like 1992. Right. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, it's an odd kind of relationship. I love music, but it doesn't drive me the way I know that it's such a soothing thing for you. Totally. And even when I think when I think about my overthinking, <laughs> or you're, you're following my train of thought. Yeah, if I'm thinking about from that perspective, it helps to frame my thoughts. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you were saying too, like if you're, if you want to be in a good mood, you know that you can listen to this music. It's like if yes. I need to kind of get myself into a space where I either need to deeply feel the sad feelings that I'm feeling, then I know where to go. Or if I know I need to shift out of my thoughts a little bit, then I know where to go and what music to play. So yeah. if I'm feeling an, any emotion, I'm there's a music tied to it. So like, I won't say it's, it's not like I prefer silence, but like this morning, when I, we were getting ready for this trip and I was thinking how I was going to be the passenger, I remembered uh, the Deftones and um, his name was Maynard. I can't remember his last name to save my life. But Passenger from them, I don't. I can't even tell you how that – I haven't thought of that song in probably 10 years. But in my university years, that song was huge. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I had the thought of being a passenger, that song resonated. Or if I'm sad, I have very specific music I put on. If I'm happy, I have very specific music. I was thinking that immediately led me to the thought of – what my pump up songs are. Right. And I have two of those. Okay, what are they? Biff Naked, I Love Myself Today. Oh, yeah. If I had found Kickboxing Sooner and actually competed, that would be my arena entry song. <laughs> that's a good one. Hands down. I forgot about that song. Yeah, that's yeah. an awesome song. And Metro by System of a Down. That song gets me so amped. <laughs> We're going to have to listen to that one later because oh, I don't know what it is off the top. I'm also terrible with song titles. Yeah. So. And me too. And Apple yeah. Music may be worse for that because it plays. And I'm like, I like that song. I have no idea who it is because yeah. I never see it on the phone. That's but, me yeah. and TikTok. I'll hear like a minute or 15 seconds of a song. I'm like, that's a really good song. And you hear it over and over because it's TikTok. It is. Yeah. Play things over and over. And then all of a sudden, like one of them played, we had the music on earlier today. <laughs> one of them played and going, oh, that's what that song is. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's a whole actual song. But I do sing a lot. Like despite, I make up words. I sing to my dog constantly. Yeah. There's a version of Hey, Hey, We're the Monkeys. That's Hey, Hey, My Name's Roxy. People say I Roxy around. Like, it's, you know, whatever works. works. So it's part of my life, but it's just not a significant part of it. Exactly. Yeah. I don't delve it. Like, you know, artists' name, you know, local people. You have artists. I I don't. Yeah, yeah, but that's not something I do. Like, yeah. Chances are I can't tell you who sings a song. And right. those two I only know because it were university days when music was a much bigger part mm-hmm. in my life. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just have to make fun of my husband, Joey, for one second. Because you said pump-up songs. And I laughed my ass off when he told me this. He used to get himself pumped up for hockey when he was a teenager. And he would put on Scared by the Tragically Hip. Which is the most, if you don't know it, don't. mellow song. Mm-hmm. 
Like, it's and not a pump-up song at all. It's, like, the opposite. It's, like, what you would put on if you were, like, I need to take a nap for the afternoon. Like, but he would put it on to pump himself up for hockey. Mm. We're going to play that song after Alicia, too, because you need to hear it. I'm so excited. Then we'll it's, follow it up with Metro. Because yeah. let me tell you, yeah. that song will have your head would explode. Yeah. <laughs> Blood yes. Metal. Anyway, I just had to make fun of him in there, and he has no control over it. Oh, my God. When you post this podcast, I want you to do a poll of what's your, like, pump-up song. Yeah. Or, what's your, or what's your arena entry music that's cool because and you know what we've gone to a couple of baseball games major league baseball games and they have their walk-up songs and mm. i'm always sitting there thinking oh yeah and mm. for a while it was hypnotized by notorious B.I.G. that would be yours yeah for a while i don't know if that, <laughs> i don't know if that. that would be mine right well I maybe hope that trivia comes up someday. <laughs> like you say the next <laughs> time she walks on yours? the stage yeah. we have to do Holy something crap just like, so like oh yeah it's it's a good one what would yours be oh my god it's kind of embarrassing but i actually listened to it this morning because it puts me in a good mood it's scream and shout by britney spears and will i am i know that i don't think i know it. i don't either i'm gonna scream and shout and let it all oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, not yeah. a good song but it gets no, no. me in a really gotta, good mood yeah. and it's not the only one like i definitely have you know other ones in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. But I definitely tie music to different. I just sang on your podcast. I'm sorry, listeners. Hey, I apologize. It's all good. I think I've done it before too. But yeah, th- that's the thing about music. It's that it ties you to a very specific memory, a very specific period in time. And yeah. so that's kind of what why. Well, I even as we were struggle. driving down here today, we made some kind of comment about I saw the sign. We had, we saw a sign oh, and it was like I saw the sign. Well, I just after spent, I got that out of my head. By the way, I'm you sorry. Just put it back in. I spent a lot of time in Wolfville when I was in university because my friends went to Acadia and we would come down here in the summer. Well, the summer of like '94, '95, '96, Ace of Base was big, and we used to pump that song as we were driving to Wolfville to go out to the Axe or the Anvil or wherever we ended up going, and so it. It was like, okay, I'm on my way to Wolfville, and that song comes up, and you just have good memories that go along with that stuff. Totally. Yeah. You know, and... And dance is part of it, too. You said your dance party in the kitchen. Yeah. For me, that's a part of it as well, because a lot of times, if you're trying to pump yourself up or get into a better headspace, you'll put music on, and I literally will do it. Like, Mm -hmm. even if I'm doing my dishes, I'll be dancing and doing the dishes at the same time, listening to whatever that music is that I need to kind of get myself... I'm a kitchen dancer, yeah. Right? Yeah. Sometimes you just, I feel like there should be like regimented dance breaks at schools for kids so that they get in the habit of just like shaking themselves out of whatever, you know, sitting and listening and concentrating for so long. You need that kind of thing to shake you out of your your head. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Totally. Do you have favorite podcasts you've done so far? I mean, I know that's hard because you can't pick like your, they're like your children. Well, of course, Michelle oh. and Alicia. I mean, <laughs> well, that's just obviously one of the ones I liked uh, the conversation that I or yeah that yeah. has that when you said that this one stuck in my head was when I chatted with Jen Manton mm-hmm. because we talked a lot about my mom and and I know I've woven conversations about my mom into a lot of the episodes, but knowing. Jen and knowing her mom and having gone through, not gone through, but knowing her through her mom's death and, and having that open conversation with her was something that, something that I really, I cried yeah, I like that one. Like I was, I was sitting say, at my desk with tears from my face. I can't imagine the, I want to say relief, but I don't know if that's the right word of being able to share 
the gravity of that experience with someone who completely gets it. It's and one thing to have it. friends that are like, you know, like are there for you and sympathize and empathize, but knowing that someone knows that pain on a level only you can know when you've experienced it has to be really profound. It was, it really was. And uh, there's so many similarities between our stories with her, her mom being young and her mom having cancer and having, you know, close siblings and trying to navigate through the grief of of other people's grief and intertwined with your own. And we do have quite a lot of similarities in terms of that. And she was quite a bit younger, of course, when her mom died, but um, that was a good conversation. I like, I'd say that would be at the top, uh, near the top of the list, if not at the top. For I mean, sure. for me, it was your conversation with Laura. That was, that was incredibly perspective shifting. Awesome. Yeah. Like when you think, you think your problems are like just earth shattering. And then you talk to someone who I, I even hesitate to word it this way because it's not to demean other people's problems or like yours aren't as bad as this, but you think you're having a hard day and then you hear about someone going through like, I can't, I have no hair. She has alopecia and yeah. trying to work the courage up to go to work without wigs and then realizing that you're wearing wigs for other people, not for yourself <sighs> and things like that was like, I was literally, I think I was in the kitchen and I stopped what I was doing for most of that podcast and listened. Like it was, I, that one really resonated with me. Well, and I remember the moment when I wanted her to be on my podcast, I was visiting, uh, she's friends with my sister-in-law and we were visiting PEI the one time in 2020 that we were able to go to PEI (laughs) and, uh, just listening to her talk. And it was literally, and I think I brought this up in the episode when she talked about not having nos- a hair in her nostrils yes! and what I couldn't oh, no. even, and she, yes! and we already had this conversation on that episode. And so I don't feel uncomfortable having this conversation without her here, but just, it hit me so hard that that's something I would never have even. We pluck those, we yeah. trim them, we get rid of them. I have no idea. They have an actual purpose that if you right. don't have them, you have all these problems. My two, my mind was blown. You need to go back and listen to that episode if you yeah. haven't, other than the fact that it's a great episode. Yes. But like, oh my God, yes. I totally forgot about that. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we didn't spoil it. We didn't say what the symptoms are of what happens when you don't have no hair. That's true. That yeah. is true. Also, go back anyway, and listen. I'm curious if you have to make this explicit because you said ass. Oh, that's a good question. I do when I say shit, so now I do for sure because I just said it. But uh, ass, I'm, I'm trying really hard not to like run through a whole a bunch whole, of ex- expletives. Yeah. And speaking of Sarah, Sarah like thinking back, I'm like, did I swear? No, no, you didn't because the first one was Sarah Fleming. I'm yeah. totally throwing okay. Sarah Fleming under the bus. Yeah. She was yeah. the first explicit episode um, yeah. that I had. But yeah, Laura's was a great conversation. And what about you, Michelle? Is there one oh that kind of stands out I'm for so, you? I'm putting you on the spot. Like I said, I really liked Sarah's mm-hmm. um, because it really hit home with mm-hmm. me in that, yeah. okay, I'm not the only one who does this. Because her topic was depression. That's where uh-huh. we started, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's a very, I know that world very well. <laughs> we never quite know where the topics are going to end up, but that's true. where it started. True enough, <laughs> true enough, but I... You know, that's the one where I was telling Sam, I was in the kitchen and it was playing in my office and I was yelling at Sam and Sarah from my kitchen going, I do that too, you guys, expecting them to answer I'm like, who does that? Yeah. You just can't grasp it at all. Right. But you and Jen, I mean, I know it's a fairly recent one, but you know, knowing, and I have only known Jen Manton recently. 
I didn't know, I don't think I knew her when her mom was here. Um, so she, you know, knowing, not really knowing her story, I knew that she had lost her mom, but I didn't know really anything. And then, yeah. of course, I had lost my mom. So yeah. sitting and listening to the two of you was kind of like I got to just sit in the corner with a cup of tea and, and listen to the two of you talk and feel my own thing while you were talking. Yeah. So I, I really, that's the one that kind of, Hold my heart a little bit. So. Grief is a beast, and it will be a topic <laughs> on my podcast in season two. I just can't go there yet, oh, even God, though no. it's like been, like I said, talking about my mom and grief and dying has sort of been interwoven into a lot of different mm-hmm. episodes. I, if you want to think about what I overthink about the most, it is this whole grief process oh, in this past year, and we're recording this pro- just before the one year anniversary of. My mom's death, it'll be released after that, of course, but um, there's a lot of weight around that, obviously. I feel like you could almost do a multi, not episode, um, take an, like if you were to check in on different intervals about grief mm-hmm. and how it's manifesting over time in like a one year window and then like having that released into an episode of like when it was fresh, when you yep. had the one year, when it's yep. been, you've gone through all the firsts now of what you miss, yep. which is always the hardest for people. And then putting that into an episode on grief would be an interesting concept as well. I like that mm-hmm. idea. And I think I shared before, too, that I've been writing to my mom, too. And I started oh, out yes. writing to her every day. Yeah. And it very it was something that I needed to do that would for be me. A mm-hmm. Right? And I think that will come out, like, because I can't, I actually kind of can't wait to go back to March 18th, 2020, mm-hmm. when I wrote that first note to her, yeah. you know, because it's going to look so different yeah. uh, than how I feel now. Yes and no. I mean, there's obviously... It's a progression. Like, we've had this conversation Yes, that, you know, and this is not the grief episode, but... <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> we go there. But it's, um, it's, I've lost both my dad and my mom, and I, my mom had Alzheimer's, so I lost my mom a long time before I lost her. So it... My grief with my dad was kind of, you know, dealable because my dad was in his 80s and and I kind of expected that this was going to happen. It hurt like hell. It still does. I miss him. But he would have been like 95 this year, I think. Right. So he, you know, my dad was older. My mom was too. But I thought that my grief would just automatically end when she died because I've been grieving her for so long. And nope, nope. My first year, I was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. I went to a big freaking fundraiser. My mom passed away on the uh, 10th. Oh, my God, the 10th of May. And I went to a big fundraiser in the city with some clients on the 13th. Mm. And the next day was Mother's Day. And I was like, oh, I'm fine. Everything's good. No. I just kept pushing it and pushing it. So it's one of those things that, it's big and it demands your attention and no matter how much you ignore her, grief will come and say, nope. I I made a motion of smacking Sam's face, but I didn't. <laughs> but it will say, no, you need to pay attention to me and you need to deal with this stuff. Well, you said shit. You need to deal with this shit. And it took me a year to get to the point where I could deal with it. And then I'm still, I'm good now, but I'm still, I texted Sam last week that I had a big cry because I bought a blazer from Old Navy and it looked just like the same print of a pair of pants my mom used to wear all the time. Yeah. And I had a complete breakdown. 
crazy. You never pictures. know yeah. when it's gonna. And it's up. four years later. Yeah. So I'm like, it's it's one of those things. They're your mom. Yeah. They're the person who's known you the longest in your life. So. Yeah. Yeah. I still can't believe that you're coming up to episode thirty. From like, it just seems like you just started I know. it. Yeah. And it was like feels kind of cool. Actually. It's totally it's cool. It's I feel like it's expensive. I feel as proud as if it were mine. Like when I share. <laughs> well, you've people. been overthinking with me behind the scenes about it, so maybe you guys feel like you are. Uh, yeah, but even like that. I have friends at home that don't know you that tell me they right. listen to oh, your yay. podcast, yeah. and that like, I feel the proud as if it were mine. I'm like, yes, I know her. Yeah, <laughs> and not to. Not to discredit the people that I know that listen to my podcast, because I appreciate all of you, well, too. Obviously. But to hear that there's people out there that they I have don't no know idea. You. And I've, I'm now and starting to it. get to the point where people are asking to be on my podcast. Which is oh, very cool. so neat. So I, I know that I've made it. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Yes. So do you, are you overthinking about where to go with season two? Yes, I am. I so after, right? <laughs> so after this, I am going to probably try to put, because right now I've totally been flying by the seat of my pants for this for this season I don't know that this ever would have happened if the pandemic never happened and interesting right because it was kind of like filling space for me and and building connection when I was by myself a lot of the time that's so interesting right so it gave me an excuse to reach out to people and have deep conversations with people and so I'm grateful I guess to the pandemic for that um and so now I want to take a couple steps back and sort of figure figure out what gaps are missing in the conversations that I've had so far and and what topics I want to so you're gonna like go from flying by the seat of your pants to like making a plan more of what you I think so I still don't want to structure the conversations Mm -hmm. but I just want to kind of make sure that I'm I'm touching all the bases that I wanted to when I first had the concept of doing this podcast well there's just so much like even when we were sitting here tonight saying what could we talk about like we were spitballing ideas and they would all be topics on themselves. Like goal setting and overthinking about that. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. where do you want to be when you're 65 or whatever age? And Yeah. Like, and I did put a call out to on my Instagram to say what topics do you think I should overthink about? Yeah. And I love the guys from Broke Apparel said, among other things, pizza toppings. <laughs> and as much as that might be a joke... Uh, I did, when I first started doing this, want to have some lighter episodes yeah. thrown in. Like, I didn't want it to all oh my feel... God. You could straight up have a debate yeah, about right? pineapple on pineapple. pizza. And sorry, I that will, was the thing. It was pineapple on pizza. I'm just saying, topic. I would go to the death to have pineapple on pizza. It is a perfect accompaniment. Change my mind. Oh, I'll With change ham? Mind. Yes. No. If there's ham on pizza, no, pineapple is fine. does not have to be. It I mean, it's too <laughs> sweet, and it's juicy, and the juices get into the cheese, and you Which do not put pineapple The sweet <laughs> of the pineapple works with the saltiness of the cheese. It is the perfect sweet and salty combination. I, listen. Mic drop. <laughs> listen. End of episode. Alicia I <laughs> love pineapple. I love it on pizza. I hate it on pizza. Do not do not ever put. But there's lots. Of, I like. Pizza. I hate scalloped potatoes. I love potatoes. I love cheese. I love cream. I hate those three things together with a fiery passion of a thousand suns. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, not agree, for yeah. me. So agree to disagree. Pineapple on pizza. Where no, were you? You were pineapple. in the middle. I'm a good Hawaiian pizza with ham and pineapple. I'm fine with that, but not I mean, willy nilly. There shall be no. Oh, pineapple shouldn't be hot. That's the part that I don't like. Like it's if like you warmed by the sun. Yeah, I know. It's warmed by an it's oven, and it's disgusting. Party in your tummy. 
Oh my gosh. in Hawaii where it's warm. Exactly. It wants to be warm. Right? That's what I'm thinking. I mean, I <laughs> no. love it. Do you like like up, upside down pineapple cake? No. Oh God! Get just give here. me fresh pineapple. I always mm. eat pineapple. I mean, I like that too. Actually, yeah. we uh, bought a pineapple core last year, which is yep. a game changer if you love pineapple. Mm-hmm. But it leaves you with this perfect pineapple cup. So this summer, I can't wait to make drinks to put oh, inside my hollow. It's perfectly hollowed like a cup. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's that's my that summer, do. summer 2021 goals. <laughs> I just won't put it on a pizza. I will take that pineapple and then put it on a pizza <laughs> and drink it with my pineapple cup drink. I was going to say, there's some Malibu rum in there and you could just go. Oh, <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, we've made it to 30 minutes. We've talked about all well, kinds of things, including yes. pineapple and pizza. Yeah. Uh, it's getting dark in. in the room that we're in right now, so it is. And <laughs> we're huddled around the glow of the laptop. Yeah. I love that you guys weighed in on that because it is nice to do that sort of debriefing on. Because I literally mm. I started it on the fly by mm. myself, and so to have that kind of feedback and what worked and what you know what I could do next year is kind of exciting. Well, I mean, we're proud of you. Like, yeah, I am. Being a thirtieth episode is friggin' monumental. Right. Like how many people start things and don't show up consistently and you absolutely have and engaging yeah. topics and a variety of guests and it's just been great. And I can't wait to see what you do with it next year. Awesome. Yay Sam. Yay. <laughs> Yay us. Thank Yay gals. all of us. Woo. Thanks again to Alicia and Michelle for rejoining me for this last episode. Thank you all for listening to the first season of my podcast, Baby. I really appreciate you coming along with me on this little journey. See you next season.